Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Today we are really excited and grateful to God to, for the privilege of their presence. They are not strangers at all. This is their church home. Um, they are our spiritual mentors and uh, we're grateful to have them back in Jesus' house. It's been quite a while they've been. Uh, but can I first of all ask you to please appreciate Pastor Mrs. Miriam Onuzo and to Miriam as we fondly call her. Hallelujah. And to share the word with us, it's a privilege to have him back. Please welcome Dr. Oke Onuza. Someone praise the Lord. grateful to God for the privilege to be here today. Amen. How many people are ready for a real revival? Can I see your hand? Okay, one of the things that happens in a revival is that preaching lasts for at least 12 hours. How many people are still interested? <laughs> Amen. All right, let's take a hymn. Now, we can't sing all of it because they told me the time is very short. You know, you have so many things programmed. Oh, worship the King, all glorious above. I'm sure you know it. Oh, yes, we all know it. Probably take the first two and the last verse. The first two and the last verse. Oh, worship the King, all glorious above. Oh, grateful is He, His power and His love. Our shield and defender, the ancient of days, pavilion in splendor. Oh, 
Our most gracious God, it's such an awesome privilege to gather at your feet to hear from you. Oh, may your Holy Spirit speak to our hearts today that we may become the people of God in spirit and in truth. That we may become the governing church everywhere we are. For it is in Jesus' precious name we pray. And all the people said, Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, we, we begin a, a mini series of uh, studies on the governing church. Kings and priests unto God. The governing church. Now, there are 10 things to bear in mind before we proceed. Number one, this subject, I believe, will change your life because it changed mine. The second one is that this world is dominated by evil. You and I can do something about it. That's the whole idea. The third one is that those who watch history, they leave their world unchanged. More often than not, they watch things deteriorate away from God, away from godliness and righteousness. And they don't really care. But those who make history, see, you can watch history or you can make history. Those who make history, they have the chance to change their world. Number five, evil predominates and prevails when men and women with spiritual authority do nothing. Number six, changing the world is a tough process, very tough process. That is why our Lord Jesus incarnated, lived, died, and rose again to position us To be empowered by God to change our world. Number seven, changing our world is easier when we start from the spiritual to the natural. Those who try it, number eight, those who try it on the natural sphere alone always end up frustrated and compromised. Number nine, Abraham's intercession in Genesis chapter 18 revealed that the more we are who have spiritual authority and exercise it, know what to do, the more we are, the greater the anointing we bring to bear on the challenges and tasks. And number 10, We must always remember that anointing, it doesn't hang in the air. People carry it. It doesn't hang in the air. You cannot say this place is anointed. No, somebody must be carrying that anointing. That's the way it works. And that's why it's so important that there must arise a core of spiritual men and women who are yielded 
to God to be vessels through whom change can come. So with that background, we read from Exodus 19, verses 3 to 6. And Moses went up to God. And the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be a special treasure to me. Above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. We read Revelations 1, 5, and 6. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory dominion forever and ever. Amen. And I read again from Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures, the 24 elders, they fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. They sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals. For you we are slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, we begin our meditation on the governing church this morning. We shall continue it for a period. I, I think Doc is going to, um, I don't have it all, but Doc will let, let us know, you know. And I would like to encourage everyone because this is a life-changing encounter. I would like to encourage everyone to join in. Join in. Because you, you want to wield spiritual authority wherever you are. You just need to understand the fundamentals of it. Amen. When we speak about the governing church, there are important lessons from the book of Exodus. And I read from Exodus 6, 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he will let them go. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. Spiritual governance is not about what you and I want done. You know? can look at the situation and say, I really wish this man dead so the problem can end. Spiritual governance is not about what you and I want to do. It's not about how we want to do them either. Okay, it is about what God wants to do. It is what God wants to do to Pharaoh. You see, he said to Moses, you will see what I will do. But he did it through Moses. You see, that's the whole point. 
He did it through Moses. Moses was available for God to do it through him. But it is what God is doing and wants to do. And that is very consistent with all the parts of scripture. Like in Psalm 149 verse 5, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Verse 9, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. That's where you and I come in. This privilege to execute vengeance, to cause the will of God, to cause the purposes of God in the way he wants, to cause them to be established. It is a privilege not, not restricted to a select few. No. Say so this privilege have how many? All his saints. And so, if you are not amongst them, you counted yourself out. If you are not one of those governing, you counted yourself out. Again, when we speak about the governing church, it is not about Christians seeking electoral office. Mm-mm. And going to serve in parliament. That has its place. If you have the calling and the grace to resist all the pressure. You know, a lot of people th- think that um, doing the right thing in, in a public space is easy. Oh, no, it's not easy. Oh. There are vested interests determined that the right thing should not be done because they, are, they will lose their advantage. Like I said, it will not be a bad idea in itself, but that would not make us a governing church. Our Lord Jesus said to Pilate in John 18, 36, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants will fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. The Apostle Paul, he echoed the same thought in his letter to the Philippians. In Philippians 3.20, for our citizenship is in heaven. From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. When we wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to appear, it is for him to come to crown the work we are doing with what we will call the grand finale. Okay? So that the purposes of God will be crowned when he comes to reign to fulfill, to accomplish what you and I have been struggling to do in our generations. Now, I always like to encourage myself with the end result of that final grand finale. It is in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 4. You know, when you think about the grand finale, when the king finally comes to reign on the earth, can imagine if you and I were actively part of it? That would be amazing. 
Isaiah 11, 4 says, But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins and faithfulness the belt of his waist. Now, here's the result. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child will lead the whole of them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole. And the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. As the waters what? Cover the sea. Now, that's very interesting. The earth will not be filled with hundreds and millions of people going to church. That's not what the scriptures say. The earth will be filled with men and women who know God. That is it. They don't just come to church. They know God. They know God. They understand God. They understand his ways. They follow God in their lives. And then verse 10 says, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people. For the Gentiles shall seek him and his resting place shall be what? Glorious. That's it. That's what we are working for. Working towards. That's the expectation that inspires the sacrifice that you and I can look forward to the time he he will come and say, you did well. (laughs) You did well. You showed proof of what I came to do on the cross of Calvary. You showed proof to your generation that Calvary was an empowerment provision for every saint to rise up and exercise spiritual authority on the earth. You understood it and you lived it. That's what it's all about. Our Lord Jesus Christ left nearly 2,000 years ago so that his saints will have the opportunity to rise to become the governing church and build the kingdom of God on the earth by planting kingdom life in the hearts and lives of men and women on earth. You know, when, when, Jesus, when Jesus our Lord said to the Jews, when they said, all this kingdom, kingdom. When is the kingdom going to appear? And Jesus said, the kingdom is not an astrological phenomenon. So you can look at the telescope and say, oh, it's in the horizon. We'll get here in another. <laughs> All these astronomers, they don't talk about hundreds of years. They talk about Billions of years. Have you heard? Have you heard that Andromeda, Andromeda is approaching the Milky Way? Have you heard that? Oh, you haven't heard that. Andromeda, that's the the galaxy next to us. They say he, they, he's coming to jam us. 
But do you know how many years they say he would, it would take for him to, for, for it to reach here? Two billion. <laughs> Unfortunately, the governing church took root from the day of Pentecost. And you can see the effect of it. The people were bold. Oh, yes. They were assertive. They were fearless. Because they were, were empowered. And they knew it. No point being empowered and not knowing it. They were empowered and they knew it. And that's really what you and I must be. Empowered and know it. So that if anybody dares mess with you, you draw yourself up to your full height and say you don't even dare. And you know that heaven is behind you. That's what it's about. The governing church. People who understand what Jesus did, came to do here, and they know how to access it. They know how to access it. Those early disciples, okay, they got the message about the creation of man, the choice of Abraham, the incarnation of Christ, and the need to raise up people on earth that God can call his very own. You know, that's a very important uh, uh, concept in our journey of faith, you know, Men and women that God can say, this is mine. You know, this is my person. This is someone I know I can call on any day, any time, any hour. And they will respond. That's what God is looking for. That's what he said to Moses in, in Exodus 19. He said, I came to Egypt. And single-handedly by my power, without your cooperation and intervention, I brought you out. The people were begging you to what? To leave. They were begging you to leave. Before, we all, before all of us are dead, leave, please. That's the sort of awesomeness that God brought into their uh, uh, deliverance. Okay? But the people understood, you know, they came out of slavery, and God called Moses, come, 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 come. And then when he came up the mountain, he said, you've seen what I've done. I brought you on eagle's wings. To who? To myself. And what am I looking for? A people that will become to me a kingdom of what? Priests. That's why I brought you out. You know, a lot of people, you know, the whole idea of salvation is, oh, hallelujah, I now can live abundant life. Indeed. Yes, we can. But God is looking for a people he can call his own. A kingdom of priests. Men and women who will do the will of God on the earth. Men and women who he can empower. So that they can dare anyone and everyone. And cause the purposes of God. To be manifest. You see, it wasn't uh, an afterthought. You know, it was not an afterthought. It was there from the beginning. And this is confirmed to us. You know, that Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our own image. And let the man have what? 
dominion. It wasn't an afterthought. And that's why the psalmist said, you know, in Psalm 8 verse 3, When I look at the sky which you have made, the moon and the stars which you set in their places, what are human beings that you think of them, mere mortals that you care for them, yet you made them. Now, this is the, this is the gold in this whole scripture. You have made them inferior only to who? Yourself. That is it. You know, say the man you created, you made inferior only to yourself. Now, that is a truth that needs to enter. It's not something you read in the scripture and move on. No, it's something that needs to enter. That they made me inferior only to God. So what does that tell you about devils? You know? You, you heard the story about uh, uh, the meeting where they say witches come, come out. Or you will die if you don't come out. And then somebody gets up next to you to go out. And by the time they come back, you have relocated. <laughs> so why did you relocate? Said, My God, a witch has been sitting by me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Eh? Hey, I have to relocate. <laughs> but you see, what you and I know is that they didn't give us power. They gave us authority. So even the witch doesn't have power. He only has authority. But he's getting his own, or his or her own or from uh, devils. And what are devils? Devils are fallen angels. Yes. So you see, that's the logic of the whole thing. It has to enter you. So when they say they made me inferior only to Elohim, to God himself. So, in creational hierarchy, I am higher than every what? Angel or demon. You know. And that's why, you see, they cannot threaten me. Because there is a law. There is a law of creation. And that law says that you cannot come up. That if you want to deal with somebody who is higher, they have to do what? Come down. Don't you know that? That's basic spiritual law. You know, if you want, if the devil has to attack you, he has to make you come down. That's what they did to Adam and Eve. Did um, God really say you shouldn't eat everything here? Oh, yes, so. He said we shouldn't eat. Ah, ah. You should know better than that. Because God knows that the day you eat it, your eyes will, uh, as they come down. And then everything scattered. You have to come down for everything to scatter. If you refuse to come down, there is nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do. Because you are in, in creation, you are higher. So you have to come down to their level. These are the fundamental things every believer should understand that governance. So that nobody will be intimidating you. You know, you go somewhere and you say, no, this is wrong. They say, eh? Who, is, who, who said that this is wrong? Who said? You say, I said so. You, you will see. 
Then you phone pastor. Pastor. I went somewhere today. They said I will see. Pastor, pray. I don't want to see you. <laughs> but if you know who you are and, 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 and what you have. You say, who said I will see? You said I will see. Repent. I'm, I'm giving you time to repent. Okay. Don't dare say such a thing to me again. They will turn around. We've never seen them speak uh, like this. Yes, because they don't know who they are. They don't know what they have. But by the time you know who you are and what you have, (laughs) you send a warning to them and say to them, don't even dare or you will pay. And that's the, that's the essence of understanding spiritual governance. They didn't, they didn't um, uh, 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 position you and I for nothing. And the same gap exists here. Man was made inferior to God only by implication. It's of a higher creational hierarchy than angels. And by implication, by every devil, every devil, principalities, powers. But the question still remains, how do we exercise this dominion? That is the real question. Let me give you um, some history of our journey. In the year 2017, we began prayers in our ministry. Okay? And the Holy Spirit, He led us one step after another, one step after the other, until it all crystallized into what now we have called governance, spiritual governance, governance prayers. They are called governance prayers. Because for the first time, we realized that beggarly prayers, don't, they don't use them to rule. Mm-mm. Devil, I beg now. Eh? <laughs> you know, Oh, this one I beg now. You know, in Igbo land, we have name. Ongubikono. Abarakwenu. You know, if the devil agrees now. <laughs> you see now? When you understand governance, you never talk like that again in your life. At all. Because you realize that though man fell in the Garden of Eden, Jesus came to Calvary. For restoration. Can somebody say amen to that? So, the power of certain scriptures begin to come to you. You know, and and one of them is Hebrews 11.3. It's such a powerful, powerful scripture in the understanding of governance. It is by faith Hebrews 11.3 says, It is by faith that we understand that the universe was created by God's word. So that what, we can, what can be seen, listen brethren, what can be seen, okay, was made out of what cannot be what? Seen. Yes. That's what spiritual governance is about. That's why I said you go from the spiritual to the natural. You create what cannot be seen. And then one day, that which you have created, which cannot be seen, 
will now be made what? Manifest. Manifest. And that's where the work is. Men and women. Men and women gathering together. Exercising their spiritual authority to create what cannot be seen. And as we shall see when we go through this, there is always a lag, a lag time. There is always a lag time. And that we learn from the book of Job. Okay? The things, um, uh, the, the, the day in heaven, you know, I'm sure you've heard that before. There was a day in heaven when the saints of God gathered, the angels, and devil, the devil was there. And he sought a certain permission. He sought a certain permission. And that permission was what? Granted. That is the problem. The permission was granted. And then after that, there was a day on earth when the devil began to exercise the authority of that permission in scattering totally the life of Job. Now, but brethren, what is important for you and I is um, not, to, not to hear this and go away. No, no. I remember in 1973, we were so hungry for the power of God in our lives. And Maurice Cerullo came to Nigeria to do um, um, a school of disciples. Okay? School of Disciples. And he titled it Proof Producers. Proof Producers. And the scripture he used, you know, Matthew 16. I think it's 20. Matthew, Mark 16, 20. And the disciples went everywhere. And the Lord was walking with them. Okay? Endorsing what they were doing with signs uh, following. Yes, I'm paraphrasing. Okay, yes, you know, yes, walking with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. That is it. And he said to us that the only way you can prove that Jesus rose from the dead is to go out there and show that the power of the resurrection works in the saints. Oh, yes. And then we all launched out to crusades and, 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 and praying for the sake and all kinds of works. And, and, and with all varying very measures of success in those days. But it was so exciting. And that's why you can, you can stay in church nominally. You know, you can stay in church nominally. Watching things, being very religious, but not exercising your spiritual power and authority. You know, some people will, will tell, tell me, particularly in Nigeria, they said, oh, I think I'm tired of this praying, you know, because nothing seems to be, eh, nothing seems to be. Then you stop them. So, so when, when did you pray? He said, um, I think we prayed a week ago. So, I said, is it this weekly prayer that you expect God to use to change the whole world? How, how can somebody praying once a week 
said that this matter is important to me. Haven't you seen people who, that have important matters? Huh? When you have an important matter, it never, it never disappears from your thought at all. You know? And our Lord Jesus Christ told us how it is done. In Luke 18, he said, look at that widow, you know. What did he come to the judge to say? Avenge me of my uh, adversary. Morning, afternoon, and night, when the man wakes up and is going to the office, the woman is sitting by the door. Oh God, avenge me of my adversary. Then he drives off to work. By the time he's coming out of his office, he's seeing the woman again. Avenge me of my adversary. And he goes home. And by the time um, he says, okay, let's lock the door. Hey, hold the door. Avenge me of my adversary. By the time that happened for one week, he said, whoa, this woman is going to kill me. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, come. What is, what is the matter? I will solve it. Uh, and Jesus said, look at that unjust judge. Look at how he responded to pressure. I said, what about God, the just judge? You know, put pressure now. Put pressure. Put pressure. So many people are saying, we are tired, we, we can't pray. And yet, they're only praying once a week. Some people live in once in two weeks. You know, have you ever fasted about it? Well, in type of Daniel fast, I, I don't eat dessert. <laughs> said, said, so that's all you have done, and, and then you have shouted that nobody answered you. I said, no, look into the word now. And, and, and get a taste of what you and I are supposed to do. And see whether you are really ready to govern. You are really ready to govern. That's the challenge. And that's why I invite everyone, you know, come and join us, you know, this coming week. This week, rather. As, as we go through this. So that everybody will f really understand it. And then you go into your closet and say, enough is what? Oh, yes, now. That's why you listen to news. I listened to the news once. And I saw them, Kenyan one girl, the Holy Spirit said, put that in the prayer. That's it. Say, put that in the prayer. You, 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 you watch the television, you hear something. The Holy Spirit said, put that. Put that. I need to hear that from someone. That is it. You're a governor. They're sending you prayer requests from heaven. Now, let me, let me um, conclude by saying that... Um, only those who have been born of God can do this. Remember, Acts 19. They were casting out, Paul was casting out devils. And the sons of Sceva said, Ah, uh ah, -uh, this matter is simple now. I can do it. And they went to a demon possessed. Come on, come out. Huh? The man looked at them. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But, uh, Eh, who are you? And the man pounced on them and tore their clothes and they ran away. That's why we, everybody needs the helmet of what? Salvation. Yes. If you're not, it's be, being born again is not a simple matter. You know? It may sound simple, but it creates a totally different spiritual atmosphere over your life. And that's why, you see, if you're not born again, you're not genuinely surrendered your life to Christ. You have been flip-flopping. You know, some people flip-flop. Today, 
they're really loving the Lord, and then something happens, they stop loving the Lord, and then they go on vacation, and then they th think about it, then they say, okay, let me come again, but not like before. I'll be doing it now very uh, small, small. They don't use small, small to fight devils, so. They don't use, yes. So if you have not genuinely come to Christ, surrendered your life, you see, and you want, you desire to be a governor for God, for God where you are, ah, then you need to rededicate your life to Christ. And if you have never done it before, then you have to do it. Because you, nobody will empower you. And if you dare exercise authority without power, ah, you know authority is in danger. That's the law. When, when, when authority is disconnected from power, authority is in danger. Oh, yes, so. That's why the, 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 the judge must always be sure the police is there before he will sentence a man to prison. Because if he sentenced the man to prison and the police say, Madam, be careful, oh, this man is dangerous. Oh. What do you think the judge will do? He will just carry their bag and, uh, yes. So, as we bow our heads to pray, if you have not really surrendered your life to Christ. This is the opportunity to do so. And you know, it's, it's, it's from the heart, you know, that you believe it and say, Lord Jesus, from today, I covenant with you. I will follow you all the days of my life. Simple like that. Something simple like that. Talk to him from the depths of your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I covenant with you that from today, I will follow you. I will serve you. I will be with you. Come what may. I live for Jesus day after day. I live for Jesus. Let come what may. The Holy Spirit I will obey. I live for Jesus day after day. Someone singing that song. I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, I would like to pray with you. Lord, I've made up my mind this morning. I will live for you. Let come what may. The Holy Spirit, I will obey. I live for Jesus day after day. Is anyone here this morning? That is the song in your heart. Wherever you are, I'd like to pray with you. Just indicate by raising your hand. Is there anyone here this morning? You're saying, Lord Jesus, I'll live for you day after day. Whether this is your first time of saying it or you're renewing it. Is there anyone? Is there anyone here this morning? Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Is there anyone else? Wherever you are, raise your hand. It's, it's the, the, the awesome thing about these decisions is that there are angels taking record of it. So, if you're here, then take the opportunity. 
Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Yes, God bless you, my brother. Yes, yes. Okay, as many of you as have your hand raised, please, please, come, stand up on your feet and come and join me here. Let us pray together. Come, come. This is very important. Just come from wherever you are. Come. Yes, come from wherever you are. Yes, wherever you are, come. Come from wherever you are. No hesitation. No hesitation. I must be a spiritual governor. I must be a spiritual governor. It's now or never. I must be a spiritual governor. Someone may be wondering, have I really genuinely surrendered my life to Christ? If you have doubts, then come. If you have doubts, then come. Let come what may the Holy Spirit I will obey I live for Jesus Day after day. Just put your right hand on your chest, my brother and sister. My brothers and sisters. Put your right hand on your chest and say with me. Lord Jesus, I covenant with you today that you will be from this day my Lord and my Savior. I believe with all my heart that you died for my sins. I believe with all my heart that you rose from the dead to give me a new life. I receive that new life and I thank you. And by your grace, I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for saving me. May your spirit give me the assurance that from this day, I am a child of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, breathe your very life on these your children. May they remember this day for good all the days of their lives. And may your spirit breathe new life into them. Lord, empower them that they may join the saints to become spiritual governors. In this time and season, to the glory of your most holy name. For it is in Jesus' awesome name we pray. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Okay, shall we all stand? Shall we all stand? As we will see, it's all predicated on love. Just, just, just begin to declare to him and say Lord Jesus give me the grace to love you more so that I will do whatever you ask me to do to glorify your name I love you with all my heart I will be loyal to you I will be faithful to you. You have been so faithful to me. I receive grace today to be faithful to you.
Lord, I desire to be a spiritual governor that the world may know that our God has people here that he can call his own. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the people said, Father, we, we thank you that as we meditate on this governing church, you will make us by your spirit, spiritual governors, that your kingdom may prosper through us. For it is in Jesus' precious name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen.